0: Hey
1: friends, we have a new podcast of We Ruined Everything. Today, I'm Kayla.
0: I'm David. It's episode 10.
1: It said that like, today I'm Kayla. I'm always Kayla, but we have a new podcast
0: today. But today I'm David. <laughs> Who knows tomorrow?
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, hey.
0: Hey. So, uh, yeah, we've uh, waited a long time to get this out.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. a new year.
0: 20 days in already.
1: Yes, it is. What have you been doing?
0: Uh, well, we had a vacation when we caught up on a bunch of stuff.
1: Yeah, yes. Started
0: doing a bunch of things. Sweet,
1: I, uh, sweet winter break.
0: Yes, I started catching up on some of my video game queue that I bought, like, in November when everybody's having sales all through the month. <laughs> <laughs> I bought uh, Control, which has been a really fun game.
1: That's been interesting what I've seen you play of it.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's, uh, we watched the whole thing about, like, uh, You talk about haunted houses, uh, guy on YouTube by the name of, uh, something Geller. I'll post links up. But he, uh, (laughs) it it is. It's pretty much a superhero versus haunted house video game.
1: Yeah, it was really neat. It's a little bit different than other, like, spooky games I've seen you play. So
0: it's a lot more action-oriented. You're a lot more in control of what's happening around you. It's weird as hell, though, and it does a lot of cool things with, uh, you know, architecture and levels and the way they warp around you. Reminds the lore you about,
1: seems interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's very much the, uh, the lore of the place where people store supernatural things like, uh, the big warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones or like warehouse 13
1: librarians. Uh,
0: yeah. SCPs, you know, that kind of thing, especially SCPs. Cause there's a lot of monsters and stuff in it. Uh, it has been really good. Oh, Jacob Geller. Go. So he had an awesome thing about Haunted House video games. It's on YouTube. It's great. He, Pretty much everything we've seen from this guy has been great.
1: Yeah, we've really been enjoying his stuff lately. Yeah,
0: it's very much the essays on video games, but also has guys deeper into like politi- political things and like gameplay things. Themes. themes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Control was really fun. It's a sequel to Alan Wake, which is a game that I showed you, like, when we first got together, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which is a very, like, Stephen Kingy.
1: Yeah. That's a good way to uh, describe it.
0: H.P. Lovecraft, New England type thing. Yeah. It's weird how New England is always the place where things happen. Nowhere else. It's because
1: you get the mist and the fog rolling in from the ocean. It's cool. Yeah. How is the actual, like, gameplay mechanics? Uh, it's
0: really well-tuned. Good. I mean, it comes from the guys who made, like, Max Payne and stuff back in the day. So it has really good gunplay. Um, really good... Uh, like I guess it added in a lot of supernatural stuff. You can fly. You can pretty much you're you're a Jedi <laughs> if you would. <laughs> uh, and it's really great controlling it. and yeah, it's really smooth. Uh, what you want to do, the, the controls does. Um, and the lore has been really great. Mm-hmm. Like if you dig supernatural things and less kind of things, I'd recommend Control. Uh, if you don't have a system to play it, you know, pick up one of those Let's Plays. Yeah, watch it. It's cool.
1: Have there been many theory videos out yet about it?
0: Uh, not so much. I mean, it's kind of
1: because Dark Souls. There's just so many. Theory that's because Dark videos. Souls is really
0: obtuse about its story, and it kind of wants you to try to put something together. This one's pretty straightforward. It gives you the story it needs. There's things you can like look into the lore, and you're like, oh, how does this affect this? But for the most part, it's pretty straightforward. Wow. So it's pretty cool. The lore's more like uh, additional things, supplemental things on the side you can pick up.
1: What was the song you were playing earlier? Today, what's this song, the game—it's something song, right?
0: Oh, so I love control. I love a lot of stuff like that. The games where you have to fight, kill things like that. But I mean, I need a break every so often from those type of things. Mm-hmm. And and again, our old friend Xbox Game Pass comes in. Woo-hoo. I've been able to play a lot of games that are just not what I would usually pick up and pay for, but have been really enriching in a way because I—it just pop culture media a lot of times is just a lot of violence and a lot of horridness, and, which is fine and I love it. Like, which I'll, is
1: why I farm <laughs> in Stardew. Yeah, so especially
0: you're, you're playing Stardew Valley right now, yes, too. Yes, I on am
1: farm. on the Switch.
0: Yeah, we got that for you. It's,
1: yeah. Non-stop, baby.
0: Nonstop. stop You're putting in some good marathon hours, on I mean. it.
1: <laughs> I am. Uh,
0: it's a game you've played and finished before, too.
1: Yes. And no, there's other achievements that I haven't mm. gotten or quests I haven't done.
0: So, yeah, on that, it's that type of game where you're not really Fighting. I mean, this game is a Wander Song. It's by some of the people who did Night of the Woods, which I've heard is a really good game. I haven't played it. and um, I say that, the music in it is extremely beautiful, very siguros.
1: It is. It's such a big factor in the game, and it is so pleasant, so yeah.
0: <laughs> that's Yeah, very good. ethereal, pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is about a bard who decides to, to go on a heroic journey to save the world, but instead of using violence and stuff like that, He sings (laughs) and it's really intuitive little singing mechanic and it's beautiful. It's like done in a uh, and like a paper mache paper cutout type of style.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It looks kind of like Paper Mario, right? It looks flat and yet 3D at the same time.
0: You know what it looks like? South Park.
1: Oh, except a little bit more cuter. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. It's cute. And it's the story's clever. It's great. It's really nice. I've enjoyed it so far. I've only gotten maybe halfway into the game, I think. If even that, I probably haven't. But it feels, It's fun.
1: I've been watching you play it. Yeah.
0: It's just a really uplifting. And I don't know. It it's might funny. Just, yeah. like it, it was, It's pretty enough that it kind of got me an emotional reaction out of me playing it. There's been parts in it where I'm like, oh, man, and a tear comes in my eye. And I'm like, this is pretty. <laughs> this is great. This is, this is what I needed to play right now. So, yeah, if you're having a hard time out there, I, I recommend Song. That'll lift lift you up in your soul, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's been pretty fun. It's a real simple game, too. It's made by a small group of people, but he said he made it with accessibility in mind. So uh, the singing, the moving, it's all very simple, uh, big movements. Uh, He took in colorblindness into the equation, too, so there's a lot of things in there that help you out. So, yeah, I think it's nice. Go play it. If you've got Xbox Game Pass or if you have money and, like, Steam, I think it's out for that stuff, or, like, Switch I recommend the game wholeheartedly. It's really think, cute. Yeah, and right now with everything, it's kind of bad. It's good to play something hopeful and uplifting. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, you've been playing Stardew, right? So.
1: And then, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Stardew this past weekend.
0: You're never going to finish Breath of the Wild, I think.
1: Well, that's just mean. <laughs> can if I want to.
0: You can. I just don't know if you're ever going to... I will...
1: There will be some weekend where I get into it like I've been playing Stardew, and I'll just...
0: So this isn't in our... So we started doing a list to try to keep ourselves on point. Uh Uh-huh. We'll see how it goes, this one. But I just (laughs) remembered another game we started playing. So we had a a Wii U for a while, and we played Mario Kart 8. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then we got the Switch, and we just haven't really turned the Wii U on. It's like in a closet now. But we got that for Christmas. Yes. Which was really nice. So we've been playing that a lot.
1: Yes. Um, I was really good at Mario Kart for the Wii, and <laughs> with Mario Kart 8, I am not as good. But I can almost keep up with you. It took us a while to figure out how to turn the baby controls off.
0: Yeah, it starts you <laughs> off with, like, baby bumper controls that kind of keep you on the track. And you're like, you whoops, you're going off the road. Well, we were doing really well. <laughs> with that on, but I would also hate there when were... I was like, I'm trying to turn this way to get this yeah, secret. Yeah, no,
1: this sh- the
0: shortcut. Let me take the shortcut, but yeah, we turn that once we turn it off, it's really awesome. And yeah. I'm only good at this kind of game because I played maybe the hardest, most infuriating version of Mario Kart ever made, which was Double Dash for the uh, GameCube, ah. which is like super hard. And me and my cousin used to play that all the time because it's, it's doubles on the thing, and that's the only reason I'm good at this game. And because I was a nerd and I played Mario Kart 64. By myself for hours and hours on end when I was a kid. So, Um, I
1: think I've told you before, we didn't have video games at our house. Mm -hmm. So my brother and I would play our cousins uh, Mario Kart all the time. And they'd be like, guys, can we do something else? (laughs) We've just been playing video games. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, sorry.
0: (laughs) And now it's a big part of our lives now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, our systems are our general medias now. We Mm -hmm. watch everything on them now so it's been yeah speaking of general media we have been watching on things like that we've got disney plus recently and we've been catching up on stuff that we we caught up on mandalorian finally
1: yes which
0: was as good as everybody said it was yes we binged it
1: and not just for baby yoda i thought people were going to be exaggerating about that and they only liked it because of baby yoda but, but the show itself
0: yeah, I is liked, good on its own. I liked other characters in that show. I thought... Oh, yeah, of yeah, course. like, those are the ones that I was just like, hell yeah. I love the armorer in that show. She's... she's the armorer? A, the armorer. Got
1: you. I thought you were talking about, like, what they're wearing. I mean, it's fun. I was it's like, so I not, can't really recall. I really the, like... Like, his <laughs> best guard. I've <laughs> never
0: really liked, like, Boba Fett's armor. I always thought it looked cheap in the old stuff. But this one... They all look really man.
1: He didn't have a lot of money. He's all beat up.
0: Yeah, but his look better than the like. <laughs> now I start seeing what what people saw in Mandalorian stuff. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, but the armorer is great. It's one of the best characters. So I, like she's not even a big character, but she will leave an impression on you if you haven't watched it yet. It's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Tika is a Mandalorian. Yeah, uh, droid. Yes. Um,
1: G something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I don't remember. We should have wrote all that stuff down. Music is great too. It's very. The whole show is very. Not Star Warsy, which I don't know if that makes sense. Like, Star Wars is usually, like, super epic, very operatic.
1: Um, Tyka's droid is IG-11.
0: IG-11. The Instagram units. <laughs> yeah. It has a lot of filters in it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that it was very...
1: Well, it's more episodic than yeah. most bingeable TV is right now. Which
0: I miss. I miss episodic TV. Um, that was what I grew up with, and I like it. I mm-hmm. like it so much. Uh, I think too many big shows like that now just want to tell one full movie story over a few hours, rather than two hours, rather than like telling its own episodic stories. While you have the lore, the overarching you know plot peppered throughout, you know. Mm,
1: the smaller stories help build the characters and. Um yeah. the relationships, and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I enjoy it a lot. Is
0: a lot better that way, yeah. Yeah. We'll it's rec- fun. Yeah.
1: It's funny. It's heartfelt uh, yeah. in places.
0: Great effects.
1: Yes. Also, Baby that is pretty darn cute.
0: I saw, I heard a uh, synthwave remix of the uh, main theme, which is pretty awesome, which I'll probably link to. <laughs> Again, and I'll link to that synthwave thing on our website, rowcrafts dot com go there for every stories we talked about today as always um and then we finished mandalorian and wanted something else to watch mm-hmm. so we started watching the little mickey shorts that they showed because they're just mm-hmm. they are the weirdest things and i love them which led into us giving another show that try that i'd heard about
1: well we watched the mickey shorts we also watched the uh toy story shorts toy story with forky shorts are
0: great yeah forky
1: that that poor fork
0: go to hospital He's yeah. <laughs> just the way the cookie crumbles. You'll get it if you want it. You should go watch them. They're like five minutes long. Yeah, they're. If fun. you have Disney Plus, everybody has it at the moment. I think, even you know, if you just have the uh, six day trial, it, binge all this stuff. It's, yeah. it's easy. But we wanted something else to watch that was a little bit more substantial, and we started watching
1: before the, yeah our yeah. subscription ends this month.
0: Yeah, DuckTales the 2017 Ooh. reboot, which was great. It's been. I didn't expect it to be this good.
1: No, it really is. It, it, the, I don't even know how to...
0: <laughs> it's a very, I guess, postmodern? Because it's very like Gravity Falls. I don't even know what that means. Adventure yeah. time. Where it's, just, it's just having fun with things. Yeah. It knows its own tropes. It knows it's very winked to the camera some something, but not in a way that you're like, oh.
1: It's silly. It's absurd. But it's not too childish.
0: It's very well written. Very clever. Yeah. yeah. Like it was... They knew it wasn't just going to be kids watching this thing.
1: Yeah. Plus, they updated it some. Yeah. Um, to, you know, meet <laughs> maybe some of our more progressive standards nowadays.
0: Yeah, which is great. It doesn't always hit that mark, but it's, it hits Does it more, not, more often than not.
1: Not perfect, better than it was.
0: Yeah. So I recommend that a lot. I've laughed at least one time every show.
1: Well, and they've got great voice actors. Oh, yeah. um,
0: I mean, Lynn Manuel Miranda is Yes. Fenton, which is Gyro. Gizmoduck. Gizmo deck. Gizmo. Gyro's the, the scientist. Yeah. Who's also got a new personality and I kinda dig his piece of crapness. Um, <laughs> there's a new He's
1: an evil scientist in the making. Yeah.
0: And they have a new villain who's very much a Mark Zuckerberg, you know, Jeff Bezos type of dude. Uh, which is great.
1: Yeah, and he's played by Big Head from uh... Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Big Eddie. Uncle Scrooge is David Tennant.
0: David Tennant, yeah, which has been he's been in a lot of shows we watch. Final uh, Space is one we talked about. Doctor Who, Good Omens. But he's he's voice acting a lot. He more, voice you know, acts. Which is a great. Lot, yeah. He's a, he's good at it too. He
1: does so he does that in America. And then in the UK, he does all these like hard boiled detective cop thrillers where
0: he's trying to solve murders and Where where he goes to relax. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I just want to do something fun.
1: Yeah. And then, so let's see the the boys, the triplets are uh, Ben Schwartz is Dewey. Sonic,
0: in, the new Sonic the hitchhiker the new
1: Sonic, and he was in Parks and Rec.
0: He' down a clown, you know, yeah.
1: Um, Danny Pudi from, uh, Community. Bobby Moynihan from SNL is Louie Duck.
0: He's well known for being one of the skeletons in the David Pumpkins.
1: Right, right, right. Uh, Beck Bennett, also from SNL is Launchpad. (laughs) Quack. Kate Micucci is Webby. Yeah, she
0: does a great job with her.
1: And then they also have, like, Paget Brewster and Allison Janney and uh, Catherine Tate, who's also from Doctor Who. Um, she was Donna. But, yeah, so there's just lots of fun voices. And we'll we'll find a new character and hear their voice and be like, wait, 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 who is that? <laughs> we know who that is. Yeah,
0: so We uh, are almost done with the second season. We got just the yeah. last episodes. But, yeah, I recommend it, like, a whole lot if you haven't yeah. seen it. Like, it is great.
1: Again, it's a... Wonderful break from the real world.
0: Yeah, it's just dumb. And they're quick. It's dumb in a clever way. <laughs> that's why that's what I call these kind of shows. Where I'm just like, this is absurd, but it's very smartly written. Yeah, very witty. Yeah. They're very really smart, fun. Very sharp.
1: Not only is the writing good and funny, but you, there's visual gags too that like we've had to like reverse. I was gonna say rewind. You it's don't really very, rewind, it's but
0: very <laughs> much made for pausing. And going back. Yeah. Because they'll have one thing that's on the screen for like half a second. You're like, what the hell is that? You go back. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's uh, really
1: funny. Little yeah. nods to other things.
0: Animation's really, really great too.
1: The, the moon theme.
0: And the moon theme from the old DuckTales uh, was used really awesomely. And now it's officially part of the canon, which I used to love that game when I was a kid. I, I think I just showed you some of the game today.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I can see. Uh, I mean, the the new...
0: We got the remasters. Remaster, is what I remaster yeah, thank you. I grew up playing is, the old uh, Nintendo beautiful. version. It was great. So it, it was really nice that that's part of it now. And Donald Duck has become one of my favorite characters. Yeah, like they've this really done him, him well in this show. He's like the most relatable. He's
1: loyal and dedicated and anxious, (laughs) but tries to keep it under control, at least tries to direct that energy in appropriate ways. (laughs) All of
0: us who are trying to be adults and don't know really what the hell we're doing, but we try. Doing our best. Doing our best. He's great. He's a good character.
1: Not a character I really ever liked before either.
0: Much like a lot of this show, it's been very aged up in a very well-rounded, great way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what else did we binge over the break? Oh, we we watched. Uh, so we,
0: a new show came out that came and went almost like a flash in the pan.
1: Yeah, we had seen a trailer for it, yeah. and then
0: nothing. Didn't see it. So again, then finally yeah. we just started watching. It's on Netflix. It was uh, Daybreak, which looked interesting. We mm-hmm. just didn't give it a chance, and then we, unlike most people, I think, uh, it was too late when people started giving it a chance. Anyways.
1: Yeah, I, Netflix just didn't push it. A whole lot like they do other things,
0: and it it's only got one season, yeah. But it's a great season. It wraps up in a good enough way.
1: Based it, on a graphic novel. Based on a graphic what novel called
0: Daybreak, yeah. And it's pretty much a end of the world scenario. Uh, all the parents turn into uh, ghoulies, which is a throwback to an old eighties movies. I think eighties. Mm. They're
1: zombie esque.
0: They're zom- Yeah, yes, but they're not. They're just more mut- mutated adults. Yeah, sure. Show has a really. Clever, fun way of justifying why like it's nothing but kids for the most part left, while the adults turn into like, yeah. cannibalistic monsters. It's very much a play on the Zach Morris, where he Ned's, breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, Ned's Declassified, those kind of things. Uh, Ferris Bueller, which even has uh, Ferris Bueller himself in it. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he plays one of the adults, and it's very much a play on that kind of stuff in the apocalyptic wasteland. Has a lot of the lonely island type humor. Or just kind of, or like Family Guy, where like stuff will come up. It's done way better than Family Guy. Don't I don't don't take that as a.
1: I don't watch a fam- lot of Family Guy, so I can't.
0: It, it's very aware of itself again too. Mm-hmm. It's very, millen- but
1: also has good plot and heart. It's and written well, yeah.
0: Like it's it's um, sharp writing again too.
1: Calls characters out on their BS if there is any.
0: It's just a really well done show, and I am really. Sad that it's only got one season, but it's a damn good season.
1: Yeah, it was really...
0: Like, if we did our... Because I think last show we did our favorites from 2019, that one would be my favorite now.
1: Well, I don't you know. You like the Mandalorian. Mandalorian was really good, yeah. Yeah,
0: but a Daybreak, yeah, I love that show. Go watch it. It's great. There's another Netflix show that recently got... The X as well, right?
1: Yeah, so I have been watching Anne with an E, and the third season just got released in the U.S., so I binged that. Um, And I love it. Anne with an E is based on the really old Anne of Green Gables books, who I think was written by a Canadian author because it's apparently really big in Canada, lots of adaptations, but Netflix and uh, the Canadian broadcasting company joined to produce this TV series. Um, And so it started about three or four years ago on Netflix and huge hit worldwide for Netflix, but apparently for CBC, um, it's not such a big hit because again, they're kind of saturated with the whole story. And uh, people who like the original stories don't like the progressive updates. The original books, yeah we're kind of a product of their time and so you know as we've progressed um the show also updated a lot of the storylines added some new ones um but the, the cast is more diverse they um speak uh better about um, the First Nations people in Canada, oh, whereas man. the book referred to them as heathens. <laughs> the new series, you know, tried to point out all of the bad things that uh, white people, you know, did to the natives I and mean, Canada I one of and the, the U.S. Of
0: this last one with you, mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch the show. I just want, caught a couple of episodes this season. You
1: were just forced to watch it. <laughs> <since> I <was laughs> um, but uh, I had a really
0: <laughs> interesting thing about how a lot of the Catholic churches back then. Um, would steal native kids to pretty much brainwash them.
1: Sanctioned by the government. Yeah,
0: government sanctioned. That happened in America a lot. Uh, Spaniards did it a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the American government did a lot of that stuff, too. And the Canadian government, which I'm always surprised when I learn. I don't know why I never knew that. I should have figured. Yeah. It's all the same kind of – it's all the same people. Uh, of course, they're doing the same thing everywhere.
1: Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah.
0: But – it it was a very hard look at it. And I was like, oh man, yeah, this isn't, doesn't pull its punches. No,
1: No, but unfortunately there's not going to be a resolution to that storyline, which I guess kind of mirrors real life right now too. I mean,
0: it's almost a weird messed up way of saying like, this is the way it was in real life too.
1: Yeah. But so the, Canadian Broadcasting Company had said, hey, we're not making any money off of this. And so they've broken their contract with Netflix, so there's not going to be a fourth season unless Netflix decides to pick it up itself, which it's done with numerous other TV shows. It's been a while since
0: that was announced, right? And they haven't made a move on that yet.
1: I Yeah, well, they announced the breakup of Netflix and CBC before the third season even came out in the U.S. anyway. Um, And so... Yeah, for a little while there was a hashtag on Twitter to save Anne with an E.
0: Ryan Reynolds um, jumped in <laughs> Ryan
1: Reynolds has tweeted about it, yeah. It's just a well-written show based on, you know, the world of um, Anne of Green Gables. And the young actors are good in it. The older actors are great. I love the new storylines. It's just such a pretty show. Too.
0: We'll say Anne's actress is like always at like a nine. She
1: She's is She's like
0: almost on like ten. But every if you time. knew the character,
1: <laughs> <laughs> she is. <laughs> that is accurate. Um. Yeah. So it's just. Oh, but I found out there's a link on Netflix where you can make suggestions about shows you want to them to uh, make, produce, or shows that you want them to keep. And so besides the hashtags on social media. Like we can include the link uh, for Netflix so you can tell them to keep shows like um, Daybreak. Daybreak. And, and Daybreak, <laughs> yeah. I think it might be too late. I yeah, think probably. Of those guys moved on to. But and with any, I think there's probably still time. What do I know? I don't know the inner workings of Netflix, but. I mean, I'd
0: hope everybody got let off, already got jobs.
1: I feel like it's not too far removed. I don't know. A lot of them are kids.
0: Yeah. With the writers, producers, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, and that's that's the other thing. I was looking at the producers and the directors and the writers. And, you know, it's a majority women. The directors was about half and a half between men and women. And they did have some people of color in the writers' room, too, because they handle a lot of those um, storylines and LGBT storylines
0: so i noticed and a lot of the better shows that we've had have had more diversity in writing and directing hey yeah. it's amazing how that happens, happens. you mean people.
1: different people have different ideas sure. and make different shows yeah. that are still good
0: yeah so I mean that's that's always great um, and I guess we're coming to the end of our show uh, you have anything else you want to add in you uh, want to talk about um
1: I don't know i think just the only other thing that comes to mind is you were talking about the wonder song game being accessible and you showed me a video about an accessible xbox controller that a dad modified so that his daughter could play it on her switch and so she could play breath of the wild like all of her friends were and i just think that kind of technology is awesome and there should be more of it. And just in general, we should understand that there are people with different capabilities. (laughs) And, uh, you know, everybody still wants to be able to experience the same stuff, whether it's pop culture stuff or games or movies or,
0: you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, video games have helped me get through some tough times in life. And I, the fact that a lot of people, because of the things that are giving them a tough time, can't experience that kind of stuff. Now that that's being opened up to a lot of people from, you know, Xbox has the adaptive controller. Um, There's a lot of third party stuff coming out like that too. Right. Uh,
1: There was, and I don't know if we can link maybe to the YouTube video that we saw, or maybe there's a list somewhere, but at the end of 2019, You know, of course, I review everything. And somebody did a review of games that were accessible. You know, what worked and what didn't work. So people with who are blind or partially blind, deaf or partially deaf, and all those kind of accessibility options. Um,
0: Is it the guy who was uh, grading Color blindness, yeah. And how well uh, developers did in accommodating that stuff? Yeah, we'll link to that, too. Um, So about the story you originally talked about, uh, she... It's so a dad from the UK, Rory Steele. Um, he had a daughter named Ava who has hereditary spastic paraplegia. I it, it interferes with her ability to use traditional controllers. I guess so it's just fine motor skills, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, from what I can see in the video, the video we're linked to, because it's really great that she just playing Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I guess she had trouble playing with that for a while. Her dad wanted to you know, let her play a game the way everybody else plays it. So he got a, uh, one of the adaptive controllers from Xbox, rewired stuff, made his own little board, I guess, his own little uh, controller board, and like remapped the controls for the Switch controller on it. And yeah, it's, it's big. She can just hit stuff. Uh, the video is her like, moving around Link. And he asked, is on, do you want to let your brother play at some point? She's like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's great.
1: <laughs> but- uh, the sibling struggle is real.
0: Yeah, so she's been able to play that game and she had a huge smile. Like, I remember when I was a kid when I got a game and stuff like that, a huge smile. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it got me through some some bad stuff. And yeah. yeah, game has always been a big part of my life and I'm glad that, like I said, more and more people can experience that.
1: Yeah, and so, so I guess my question, I don't know if you have the answer to this, but does that mean that Nintendo doesn't have a lot of accessible equipment that you can use with their products?
0: <sighs> Nintendo's odd in that, they make toys. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come at it from a different perspective. Like an Xbox or a PlayStation they want. They come as, this is a system, this is a computer, so you want as many people to play. Well, Nintendo's like, we're just making toys that you buy like a toy. They and do.
1: so if, if somebody can't use it, meh, too um, bad?
0: I mean, it's, it's hard because a lot of their stuff is hard-coded in what they make. Okay. The Wii with the waggle controllers was that. <laughs> Yeah, how much you can do to change that. So they're very focused on, they make a specific thing.
1: Yeah, you know what, I never, of course. I mean, I was really young when the Wii came out, but I never thought about that. For somebody with um, muscle control issues, that would be an impossible (laughs) system to play with. Not accessible. Yeah,
0: which, I mean, it's not a bad way to go about it, because Nintendo's making a specific product. But, I mean, they came with it with a different design philosophy from it. I think they're getting better. Um. But yeah, I don't know that Nintendo has a huge amount of Except, I mean, they do stuff in the menus, you can make wards bigger, you can do stuff like that. But yeah, I think but, they have colorblind modes too. But in terms of okay motor uh, difficulties, yeah. yeah, they're they're very I think hard. just
1: allowing multiple types of controllers to be programmed and mapped that way, again, you're reaching a wider audience, right? If you allow more types of so that's uh, the equipment
0: that's happening with like the bigger companies sony microsoft mm-hmm. and nintendo's a big company too but like i said nintendo comes from a toy uh mindset and that's starting to change and i think that's the that's the change there is that the philosophy overall is changing and now it's like we're making things that we want everybody to experience rather than the old days of like we're making this for the mass market yeah. you know now there's, there's there's a little bit more nuance there which I think it's great. So yeah, I'm happy about that.
1: Well good, yeah, it was cute, It was. A, I mean, she's really cute, um, so it's a fun video. And...
0: Yeah, and we'll link to all that stuff too. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the video on YouTube, which is pretty much an essay about how a grading system, how much better this year has been or not been from other years. And the guy's pretty good about that kind of stuff. He has other videos. Um, I think it's Game Makers Toolkit, I believe is the YouTube channel. If I'm wrong, sorry. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll link to it. Um, and I guess the other thing is that uh, we're getting ready for a big show next month. Oh yeah, month. I we almost forgot. K and D Rowcrafts, which is the parent company, if you will, of we ruined <laughs> everything. Um, we'd like to do trade shows and like little things like that sometimes. So we're going to be at our local on Lubbockon February
1: twenty eighth and March first, or 28th whatever.
0: March 1st,
1: i think. like, it's not a leap year, is it? <laughs>
0: So it's February 29th through March Oh, 1st.
1: it is a leap year.
0: Yeah. And we're going to be there having some cool stuff, meeting some cool people. It's the first time we're going to be able to do it together.
1: Yeah, that'll be fun. So you'll have prints and we'll have some paintings and we'll have some pennies and stickers. And... Yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's been pretty fun. And like I said, the last few years at this one in particular, we've, I've done it before, but you worked it. Yeah, I've been so volunteering. So we have been able to just do it together. So it's going to be our first year as a unit doing yeah. this so i'm looking forward to it um if you're in lubbock texas and in that time come down yeah yeah it'll be fun fun. Visit. yeah well, other than that i think that's it right yeah yeah well you guys uh have a good rest of the day rest of the month hopefully we get the next one out to you sooner than later <laughs> <laughs> all right well you guys we'll catch y'all later
1: bye